Hi, Kegelectuals. Welcome back to another free episode where we give you a quick and clean update on what's happening in the world of Pakistan cricket. We're going to tweak around with the format of our free hits uh, instead of going over a bunch of news updates from the Pakistani cricket world. Uh, we're going to try to focus on one topic at a time and one piece of story at a time because, um, as you know, Cricolectual is not really just a news outlet uh, per se. It's really more about us sharing our thoughts and commentary and analysis of situations that are taking place in the world of Pakistan cricket. So uh, today we'll focus on this recent announcement of these uh, cricket player contracts that have been diverged into two separate lanes. One lane is your red ball cricket and the other lane is the white ball cricket. Now the question arises why did this happen? Now there are official narratives that are coming from the PCB mainly from the chief selector Muhammad Wasim and echoed by uh, the chairman PCB Ramiz Raza himself and they're given sort of two big reasons why this was necessary and why they had to do it and why this is a good thing that they're doing. At Crick Lectures, we try to look at things critically and, and examine them a little bit more closely. So we're going to try to see under the surface what is it that uh, the PCB may be getting out of uh, making this move. Obviously, it has to be beneficial for the cricket board. L let's start with the official reasoning given to us as to why this happened. Why do we have now red ball contracts and white ball contracts? They have two reasons. One was that the players were kind of being short chains and not being incentivized to uh, you know play uh, for both formats. So traditionally the way things were is that you got a, a contract. Uh, with the PCB. If you got picked for the test uh, team, you got picked for it. If you got picked for the ODI team, you got picked for it. If you got picked for both, great. It's the same contract. It's the same amount of money, regardless of which template, which format you play. Now they are rationalizing this split by saying that it actually works to the benefit of the players because if you played both formats, both red and white ball, then you get two separate contracts. In other words, two separate streams of income or you could say two separate uh, salaries in a way, right? Two separate contracts, two separate terms, and you can negotiate as a player, you know, what you think your value proposition is and uh, you can negotiate salary based on your own performances uh, and what you think uh, you bring to the team. So if you are selected, uh, if you are looked at seriously by the board uh, and considered for both contracts, then you can have an advantage in terms of how much money you earn as a player. Uh, because instead of having one contract where you get to play both formats, now you could have two and two separate salary schemes per se. The other reason that Mohamed Wasim gave was that uh, it incentivizes players to try both forms of cricket. And as you know, in Pakistan, this has been a big uh, topic of debate as to why certain players only want to play T20 and why other players only want to play tests, for example. If players know, the argument goes, uh, that there are two separate contracts and they have an opportunity to earn more money, then 
they will likely try out both formats and test cricket, which uh, it seems or a lot of people think maybe is in a decline, uh, can be revived because you can incentivize it for players who would want to earn more contracts. And the final reason they gave us is that in the future, we are looking to have two separate teams and it makes sense to have two separate contracts all together. And the rationale for two separate teams is that they would like uh, in an ideal cricketing world for both teams to potentially be able to play simultaneously if there's a test series happening with one country, for example, the one-day series is happening with another country somewhere else. So it gives you more flexibility and more cricket can be happening at the same time. So at, at least that's the the line that they're giving us. And just to summarize, it's about incentivizing players to try both formats. It is about uh, a value proposition increasing the opportunity for players to increase their value and earn more money by potentially ending up having or securing both contracts uh, when previously they would only have one contract. Now, all of that makes sense, and I'm not saying that the PCB is lying here or is being deceitful in any way. They might have in earnest thought that this is a good idea. In order for us to make an informed evaluation about this choice that the PCB has made, we should critically consider two separate contracts also means that you could do to players uh, the same thing you just did to Hassan Ali. What happened to Hassan Ali? Well, he kept uh, category A, uh, which is the highest paying category, in one form of cricket, I believe in the red ball cricket, but he was dropped to category B, I believe, in white ball cricket. So what does that mean? That means that um, previously, if he was earning a lot, let's say a, a set amount, some set amount, let's say, just for the sake of the argument, let's say it was it is a, a million dollars. Let's say um, he had a million dollar contract to play for Pakistan, any format, all cricket, right? Now you can actually shortchange him under this new model, and you could say for contract A for the red ball cricket, since you perform well or have your performance in the red ball cricket has been better, then we'll we'll give you half a million dollars for the red ball cricket. That's that's your contract, half a million dollars. And then you say, but because your performance in white ball cricket has not been up to par or uh, has not met our expectations, you really don't deserve half a million dollars for that. So previously, in total, you would have gotten a million, but now we'll give you half a million for the red ball cricket where you perform well, but in white ball cricket, maybe we're going to give you $250,000, not uh, a half a million. So in fact, the PCB is actually saving money in the end by shortchanging Hassan Ali, um, who would have had a million dollars had there been a single contract, but now they're separating out, and they could actually uh, penalize him for not performing as well in one particular format. Now, when I look at it from this perspective, 
first of all, I'm not saying that is what's happening. I have no information on Hassan Ali's actual contract or the numbers. I'm just hypothesizing a possible way in which this new change can play out. And if you think about it from a business perspective, this is a really good move on the PCB because, yeah, sure, if you bring more value in a particular type of cricket, we should uh, divide those streams of revenue and uh, overhead and payroll um, and we should base it specifically on your strengths so that we don't overpay you, right? That's really, to me, what seems to be the underlying theme here. Like some players were getting paid similar amount uh, to other players when one group of players was playing a lot more cricket and the other group of players who had similar contracts, you could say same contracts, but they were playing less cricket. So they're getting more money for playing less while other players are playing a lot more, giving a lot more, uh, and earning the same amount. So that doesn't seem fair. Uh, so from that perspective, really, it, it's a good move. It, it makes a lot of uh, business sense to do it this way. But at the same time, there is potential hurt in it for some players who are gonna uh, maybe not lose contracts. They'll still they'll have a contract with the PCB. In other words, they'll have a job, uh, but they might see pay cuts because of this. That might not be good for player morale. And we'll see how this plays out. Um, we know that the only players that received all uh, both contracts. Uh, this round, this this time around, are our Hassan Ali, um, Babar Azam, Shaheen Shafridi, and Muhammad Rizwan. So only four players earned both contracts, and three out of those four players earned Category A, like the top tier contracts. Um, and those are Shaheen Shafridi, Babar Azam, and Muhammad Rizwan. And Hassan Ali was demoted um, in the white ball cricket uh, contract. So he's in a different, a lower tier category. So, you know, we're clearly already seeing the repercussions uh, of this. Now, how are players going to handle it is what it really comes down to. So we'll see what players um, have to say about it, if anything. I mean, most of the time in these very contracts, players are not allowed to speak about you know any details uh, from the contract that could really harm themselves and and uh, not earn an, uh, another contract because of a breach of contract when you speak out about these things so i doubt anyone will say anything about it but maybe um a lot of other commentators who interview players who talk to players you know when the cameras are off maybe they'll hear information and they'll share it with us but that's my main concern right now i think um it is uh, on the on the surface of it, seems like a very good financial move for the PCB, but at the same time, some players I feel will be hurt by this, um, in strictly in terms of uh, finances. But we know that finances often affect um, how we perform. Um, at our jobs let us know what you think in the comments or you can always check out our facebook page and start a conversation there at crick intellectuals until next time this is your host jay signing out Peace.